The following program is intended for mature audiences. Greetings, Flesh Wound After Dark fans, and welcome to another Black Emmanuel episode as we run down the sensual world of Black Emmanuel Blu-ray box set from Severin. So, on this episode, Emmanuel finds Jesus. Good thing. You know, gotta make up for, for you know, fingering the girl. <laughs> Fingering the girl in the bed and Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals. Uh, of course, none of these movies are really connected, but this one I got actually <laughs> somewhere in between. She found the Lord, uh, so we'll get right yeah. into it. Yeah, uh, with uh, Sister Emmanuel from 1977. Uh, depending when you believe it there's some different years but 1977 sister emmanuel from director giuseppe vari and in this movie uh which is a a break from uh the joe d'amato films renouncing her sinful past emmanuel has entered a convent and dedicated herself to a life of service enter monica the free-spirited free-loving daughter of a wealthy baron. Emmanuel is charged with keeping Monica in line, but when the young girl's wild ways bring back memories of her own sensual past, Emmanuel begins questioning her own religious and sexual identity. Advances from an escaped killer, played by her real-life husband, uh, Gabriel Tinti, uh, is, who is hiding in the convent to serve to complicate matters further. All right, Sister Emmanuel. Um, so I should say before we get into the movie, this uh, this director uh, was very known for spaghetti westerns under the Joseph Warren pseudonym. Um, he did Django: The Last Killer with George Eastman, uh, Hole in the Forehead, uh, Poker with Pistols with George Eastman and George Hilton. Uh, he did uh, Last Traitor with Donald O'Brien, another Emmanuel uh, alumni, and uh, a really good uh, spaghetti western, Shoot the Living and Pray for the Dead with Klaus Kinski. Uh, so this, Ooh, this that uh, sounds good. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Klaus uh, was in some great spaghetti. He made so many spaghetti westerns, they can't even list them yeah. all on IDMB, Klaus Klinski. No one has made a complete list of his films it's still, yeah. there, which is absolutely crazy considering how well known he is as an actor. Klaus yeah. was notorious because he was in so many movies where he might have had 10 minutes of screen time because, quite frankly, the directors and the crew just couldn't stand working with him. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, there's a big rabbit hole you can go down with uh, Klaus Kinski stories. Uh, he was uh, uh, yeah, yeah. legit insane. Legit yeah. insane. I'd say I think Cruel Space is one of the most underrated 80s horror movies. It's a fucking amazing movie. I hear the director wanted to kill him after the movie. 
But I mean, his performance is fucking great, and, and the whole movie is is really nasty. You know, with the girl with her vocal cords cut out, he's experimenting on it, he's keeping upstairs, and it's just, I highly recommend that movie to people who haven't seen it. It's such a fucking great classic 80s horror movie, you know? There was a film where Klaus Kinski has a scene in, in bed with the girl, and she kept screaming. She's like, cut. And then the director's, why are you yelling cut? He keeps sticking his fingers in me. And then, then he had to, he had to take Klaus Kinski aside. Like, can you please stop putting your fingers in her? He's like, but that's how I make love. It's like, can you please stop it? And, uh, so that was the kind of madness you dealt with, oh, yeah. Klaus Kinski. Yes. Uh, but Klaus Kinski, fortunately for Laura Gemser, is not in Sister Emanuel. <laughs> I doubt she would have made so many of these. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about Sister Emanuel, Max? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. After the two Mondo movies, I was kind of relieved to get back to uh, a real movie. It was uh, a little less sleazy, maybe. Uh, the story, I really wanted to know why she joined the convent. I was waiting for like a flashback of what had happened to Emmanuel to make her into a nun because her, her character is so different from 90% of this movie. She's incredibly uptight, you know, anti-sex. And um, it's such a change for the character. I, 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 I felt like a little... Um, cheated that they didn't have some kind of flashback or something to explain why she had become the way she had, you know, because it seems so at odds with her previous character, you know? Uh -huh. it's, a, it's the Black Emmanuel multiverse. You don't know what variant this is. <laughs> they just go <laughs> yeah, around the hell they yeah. <laughs> They did it first. But, I mean, the, the, other, the other movies up until this point, even the Mondo movies, felt like it's the same character, essentially yeah. the same character, like a, a very promiscuous journalist, you know? And uh, but no, I liked this movie. I liked... Um, I was just... At the end, the end scene, I was so, what the fuck? She's going to stick a glowing fucking brand in this woman's vagina what the fuck how is this even happening and then boom it was a drink they were in the old uh, city of a living city of the walking dead you know hugo stigler is at the end of city of the walking dead he just wakes up and back at the beginning of the movie again <laughs> she just wakes up on the train you know back on the train and then um leaves the convent thank god at the end which is nice to see you know she seems to have gained her but even then, it doesn't, you know, why? It, what's happened exactly, you know? It's uh, it's an interesting movie, yeah. Yeah, this definitely feels like one where they were making a, 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 a woman, or not a woman, a non-sploitation film and decided to make it an Emmanuel film as an afterthought. Definitely yeah. feels like a, a cash in to, to get that name on there. Yeah, this I have yeah. Those habits, too, I find very comical. You know, like those ones where they curl up like that? Those kind of habits, it's just funny, you know? Yeah, yeah you yeah. can kind of tell. I mean, this this is the director's only Emmanuel movie. Uh, like I said, he found a lot of fame. Uh, I mean, Shoot the Living and Pray for the Dead is one of Tarantino's favorites. It's one of the main inspirations for Hateful Eight, uh, 
really just fantastic film, but he also did period action dramas like Revenge of the Barbarians and uh, Attack of the Normans with Cameron Mitchell. Uh, you can kind of tell this probably wasn't his genre. Um, but, the you know, what's really cool about these Black Emmanuel films is they covered many subgenres of exploitation. Uh, you know, you get uh, women in prison and uh, non-exploitation and, and what yeah. have you. Uh, cannibal you, movies, horror can, movies, everything. Cannibal yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Mondos. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to experience in this box set. Um, this is not my favorite uh, Emmanuel film or non-exploitation film, uh, for that matter. Uh, I do like uh, the, um, uh, the actress uh, Monica... Uh, Zanchi, who plays Monica in this film. Yeah, uh, she's great. She's actually really good. Very watchable. She kept me engaged. She is. She's very uh, funny, too, where she gets caught with the stepmom. Uh, you know, but you said I should get close to my stepmom, uh, <laughs> which I think <laughs> the line. Uh, she's really good in this. Uh, the erotic content is here, and that's kind of the main highlight. Um this this movie uh, and granted it's very very brief but it's really the only emmanuel film that even takes any kind of shot at at political or social commentary it's not beat you over the head or anything but it is kind of there and that was really rare for this this franchise um it it, it feels different and different isn't bad it still works uh but not a good jumping into uh film for me and uh yeah i i don't have a whole lot to say about this one uh it's it's not among the great non-exploitation films. I always recommend Alucarda. And, I love Alucarda, yeah. Yeah, Alucarda is one of the best. That's near the top. And, of course, Satanico Pandemonium, which is a little better known because of From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, yeah. Uh, Flav Flavia the Heretic is another one I really like with uh, Florinda Balkan, and I love Flavia. Yeah, Flavia is great. Um, yeah. This one is just kind of an interesting little side adventure. Emmanuel finds God briefly and then gets back to her wicked ways. <laughs> uh, See, I, yeah. if they, you know, if this was like a full on, like truly an Emmanuel film, like mm. they would have sent her on the case to go undercover as a nun. As a nun, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Even if we would have got just that little bit at the beginning added on, it wouldn't explain her attitude. But at least it, it would like explain it to the people who are fans of the series. It's yeah. light. It's pretty light for a non-exploitation film. There's not That's that. Uh, you're not getting the BDSM elements, the whippings, and the. It wasn't uh, enough you know. of a, an Emmanuel movie, and it wasn't enough of a non-exploitation movie. Yeah. But I, I mean, the fact that you have those elements in an Emmanuel, I, it, it's one of those where it's still. Like, yeah, it's still watchable. Like I, I, oh, I it's very watchable. Yeah. It's very well, and it's beautiful, beautiful locations. Really great locations, and it's well shot. You know, and, and there are a few funny moments, like the uh, incontinent elderly yeah. nun who walks around going, "You're gonna die." What's this? She says, "You'll die." That's her catchword. We're all gonna die. 
And then the uh, this mother superior blames her for the pool of water on the floor that's actually from Emmanuel who's got out the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old nun on her incontinence. Yeah, the comedy works. You can kind of tell the director was sort of like, okay, I've got to check this box, check that box. Uh, not his, his strong suit, but... Uh, again, the highlight of this movie is not even Laura Gemser because she doesn't have as much to do. It's really uh, Monica Zanchi's uh, film, and she's fantastic. So, um, on the extras front for this one, we have an audio commentary from film scholar Lindsay Hallam, uh, who talks a little bit about uh, how different this movie really was uh, compared to the other. Uh, Emmanuel uh, films and uh, talks a little bit about the director going back to the 1940s. This guy worked with Sergio Corbucci, uh, Fellini. Wow. Uh, he had a uh, Fellini, of course, he had a very uh, prestigious career. He also did a, a film, uh, Who Killed the Prosecutor and Why, uh, which is a really good uh, Polizia uh, film. Um, and well worth going down his filmography as well. Um, and this is kind of, I believe, actually, it's just the commentary uh, on this one. And the uh, trailer. Yeah, and the trailer, of course. Uh, she talks about Gabrielle Tinti a little bit, who will... There is a doc later on the set that we'll talk about on Gabrielle Tinti, but uh, she talks. He actually guessed it on the Andy Griffith show at one point, which I'm going to have to find that episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that is a That's thing. just strange. That's yeah. so strange. Just... Yeah, like just random. And I was like, really? Uh, I, I, I didn't think he made any movies, uh, Gabriel Tinti. He didn't make many movies outside of the Joe D'Amato movies. I mean, uh, no, and I, I'll talk about that on a future episode because there is a doc on him. Uh, he was a very legit actor before he went into his B-movie period. Uh, but a lot of that stuff's unavailable. You know, it's Italian yeah. dramas and prestige films. Uh, he was mostly a a, uh, a co-star in big Italian movies. He never quite made it as a leading man. Uh but there is a very rare documentary, uh, which I think you actually referenced on a previous episode, Max. It's the one where we... Yeah, it's, I think it's the most recent interview of Laura Games knowing that, that yeah, they have. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, it's from 2016. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And it's like a, a 50-minute doc, uh, which we'll, we'll run down on a future episode. Uh, probably the next one, I believe. Because uh, he has a hell of a story uh, to tell. Um, uh, I, I looked it up. It's actually looks like it's from season eight, episode thirty, Mayberry RFD. So is that the one that they're transitioning into this other show? It might be, but there we go. Uh, that is the episode that has it from nineteen sixty-eight. Okay, wow. not too long before he starts to get it. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I've never seen it, and I'm gonna have to watch it now because I think that would be really <laughs> interesting. Uh, so that's the only extra feature on this one. It's a really good uh, audio commentary. Uh, so what do you guys rate Sister Emmanuel? Um, I'm actually a three on this one also. Um, I mean, as we on last week, yeah, I'm a three. It's above average. It's it, it, 
it's like I said, it's watchable, but it, it just kind of uh, a couple things I, I, I'd want more of to, to get a higher rating. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give it 3.5. Because I enjoyed it a little more than the two, uh, the Mondo ones. I did a little better of a movie, so I'll give it a 3.5. Yeah, I can't argue with that that line of thinking. <laughs> Actually, I feel like I went low then. I will give it a, a three for Monica, who is hot as hell and uh, well worth <laughs> watching in this. Um, it's not a great Emmanuel movie, and it's not a great non-sploitation movie, but you'll have a good time. Yeah, that's and that's why I, it's harder for me to go higher. For those reasons exactly. Yeah. Well, Todd, you're in luck because I think the next one I suspect is a Todd picture for sure. And that human is human trafficking? I don't know if it's mine. Well, I don't know. Uh they're all they're all Todd pictures. All There's definitely Todd a moment or two in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh and that is 1978's Emmanuel and the White Slave Trade. Uh, which uh, this is another one. Again, some of the titles are very confusing because they've been under so many different titles uh, that uh, you might know them from. But uh, this is from director Joe D'Amato, once again, returning to the franchise. And in this one, um, an interview with a mobster propels newswoman Emmanuel into an undercover investigation of the seedy world of white slavery and the infamous mansion of Madame Cloud. All right. So, um, Emmanuel and the white slave trade. Um, so one thing I'll say off the bat, this, this movie, it's a little slow at first, but it has an absolutely batshit final 30 minutes, uh, where it just gets, uh, borderline insane there is a uh kung fu fight in a bowling alley uh with yeah. a uh, uh transvestite yes yes uh in in drag and uh, it, it just gets so wild it gets so wild um I was just laughing my ass off uh, at the end of this one. Uh, one character gets their brains bashed in with a bowling pin. Um, it, it, it's another one that I talked about earlier. It it just kind of ends. But it does have a funny moment where she's on the boat with the sailors. and. Oh, yeah, that's fucking yeah. hysterical. Man. Yeah, Max mentioned yeah. that a couple episodes back. Yeah, <laughs> it... it <laughs> It's uh, just like, you know, ticket to L.A. is expensive. And then it just roll credits. She has to have sex with like 20 sailors. Um, is it, this is when I don't say the good old days. Is that, that what I don't Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, not the sailors didn't force it. She was she seemed OK with it. Very willing. Very. She's smiling like she's fucking won the lottery. That's what's so hysterical. Like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, and and the the character in drag doesn't make a whole lot of sense. At one point, uh, she takes her wig off and just and like, tries to rape Emmanuel. He yeah, actually literally tries to rape her. Yeah, or force very, himself on her. Like I take my wig off, I'm all man. I'm gonna. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, it's it's so like 
what the hell is happening here it doesn't make sense but it's uh hilarious there's some beautiful footage of uh uh kenya and the wildlife there it's an, it, like all of these movies they look really really good um it, it takes a little bit longer to get to the uh the action in this one this one does drag just a little bit but the the final 30 minutes totally yeah they do they yeah for it. uh what what do you guys think of this one um well i mean you already mentioned the end of it but um i, I do like this i think phil with with joe back in you know command of this of this you know back in the director's seat it, it gave me more what I want. It felt like the series now that he he's back for this one. It yeah. like felt connected to the trilogy I mentioned before, or the first five, if you will. Yeah, remember. yeah. And, and that's what I really liked about that one. While it's not the best of his Emmanuel entries, it, it's still a really good one, and I do really enjoy it. Yeah. Did you uh, laugh when it was like? It, her whole mode of escape at the end of this one was like they didn't even try. She's just like, "Why don't you untie me?" And then she has sex with the nurse, and it, it, for no—I mean, it makes no sense why she would trust the untire, but she does, and that's that's as simple as that. She escapes, and we're just assuming the villain gets her. Uh, Madame Cloud gets her comeuppance when she uh, brings the evidence back to L.A. Uh, but this isn't the this. This one's got a lot of problems, but it's still fun. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, well, they all sit America, Emmanuel in America, Emmanuel around the world, and Emmanuel and these all three of these movies are kind of sim very similar. Yeah, you know, and I feel like they get slightly weaker as they go along. Like I said, Emmanuel in America is the strongest. I, I'm not counting Emmanuel the Last Cannibals in this because it's like you know, to me, that's home horror film in its own but of the other three i think a man around the world is is a little weaker than a man in america it's, it's still really really good this one is good but it's a little weak it's a little slow like a man around the world is much faster at the beginning you know more because it keeps going to the different locations and the different people you know yeah whereas this one yeah. starts off a little slow you know yeah, the other ones are uh, the pace is a lot, a lot, you know, a lot more brisk, but there's no argument on that. No, I still really enjoyed it. I, I mean, I thought I enjoyed it a lot more than uh, Sister Emmanuel. Yeah. You know, as you see, Joe D'Amato's back in charge. I mean, that's, he's, he really, you really need him for this series. You know, he's a unique blend of beautifully shot sleeves is really what makes this uh you know the emmanuel series what it is yeah he definitely set the yeah. bar yeah 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 it is a lot of fun to be had here once again even a weaker joe damato film is still fun to watch and that includes the adult films too uh you can work your way through those uh, i'll check out anything with his name on it or one of his many pseudonyms uh, so yeah. on the extras front on this one, we have an audio commentary from film programmer Lars Nilsson, um, and he uh, talks about this being the last true uh, Black Emmanuel film in the Gemser D'Amato cycle with some of the later collaborations 
arguably whether they're really a part of the series you can kind of make up your mind when you watch them um he talks a little bit uh also again about the uh, porno chic era which uh it was very interesting um and also kind of compares the sylvia crystal film uh because the sylvia crystal emmanuel was in all the mainstream theaters uh that was such a huge smash hit people don't realize that that was just yeah that was just a blockbuster hit uh at that time and uh also runs down uh ellie galliani uh who is in this film and she is known for uh five dollars for an autic five dollars for an august moon uh Red oh Man. wow yeah, she did Redneck with Franco Nero, which is a good film. Lizard yes, in a uh, Lizard in a oh, I love that movie. movie. I do too. That's actually one of Fulci's best, and it doesn't get talked about enough. Very underrated, yeah. Baba Yaga yeah. from 73. Yeah. Oh, that's George East, the one with George Eastman, right? The Baba Yaga with George Eastman? From 73, I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that movie too, yeah. Uh, this was, uh, yeah, this was really, really fantastic commentary uh we also get a 10 minute extra feature the bohemian uh an interview with uh um uh actor i can never say his name right but he's an icon venantino venantini uh who uh plays george plays giorgio in this one the the mobster um oh yeah he's a very familiar face yeah Oh, he's been in a million different things. And this is an interview from, uh, I think, honestly, shortly before he passed. Uh, he talks a little bit because he's an Emmanuel veteran, and he also appeared in Emmanuel too with uh, Sylvia Crystal, uh, which he, he talks a little bit about her. Uh, he was good friends with Gabrielle Tinti. He saw him three days before he died back in 1991. Uh so he, he has some cool stories. He also talks about the balloon scene where the balloon apparently crashed into some trees on set and trapped them. So they had to get rescued. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of, but uh, a really, really cool short interview. You could tell he wasn't in the greatest health uh, when he shot it, but he still had great memory recall, uh, which is really cool. The real highlight of this one and... To me, it's even better than the movie itself is a Gabrielle Tinty documentary from 2016 by uh, director Ricardo Marchesini. Uh, it runs just under an hour. And this is all about Gabrielle Tinty's life. Um, it talks about uh, his uh, romance with uh, Anna Magnani. But you may not have heard that name, but she was a legit icon of Italian cinema. Uh, she was much older than him. She goes way, way back. Uh, and uh, they talk a little bit about that. His humble beginnings, which I won't run that all down. You should, if, if even if you're not an extras feature kind of person and you just watch the, the films, make an exception for this doc because uh, it's very informative kind of sad in some ways uh you can tell laura gemser still very much 
loves the guy. Uh, she took care of his mom, who I believe lived, if I'm not mistaken, until 2010. She was obviously very, very old. And, uh, you know, basically took care of her. Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a love story. They talk about some of the films he did going back to his small, small village and uh, how, you know, his friends perceived him making it as a big actor. Even though, once again, he was in huge Italian movies, but it was always kind of the co-star. Um a lot of people forget he was in Flight of the Phoenix, the Robert Aldrich film, which was a, a big deal. And that, of course, got remade about a decade ago or so. Uh, and, yeah, it's kind of a very personal doc. Uh, I almost wish it was a little bit longer. But you really get an idea of Gabriel Tinti, the man, which I thought was quite cool, so... Don't sleep on this one. Uh, Laura Gemser looks beautiful still. Uh, she, she I've heard really good things about this documentary. I've, I've been wanting to see it for a while, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's so good. And I like hearing, obviously, I'm not as familiar with, uh, you know, I mean, they're going back, I think, to the, the 40s and beyond with the Anna Magnani stuff. I'm not as familiar with that era of Italian cinema. <laughs> But I like learning about it. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed this doc uh, quite a bit. And uh, Gabriel Tinti left a hell of a legacy. We might know him more for uh, his Laura Gemser run. They were kind of attached at the hip, obviously. Uh, for a time, if you cast one, you were casting them both. They were kind of a package deal. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Watch this. It's one of the best. Uh, extra features on the set and highly recommended. So, uh, yeah. So, what do we rate Emmanuel in the White Slave Trade? I'm back and forth on this one. Um, I'm going to go with the higher number. I'm going to give it the four. I was back and forth, three and a half and four. But it, it is a step down. But I think I gave uh, the last around 30. the world. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think even of the other ones, I, I think I gave uh, the other one a four and a half for the Around the World. So I, I think four is fair for this for me. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four too. I'm a three and a half. I like this one a lot. Um, and yeah, once again, highly recommend this set Is if you couldn't already tell. And our next episode, what do we have coming Women up? Women in Prison Double. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. That's one of the other Emanuel movies I saw way before I even knew about the Black Emanuel series was Women's Prison Massacre has been floating around for years. Yeah, one of the easier movies yeah. to, to see. Uh, so oh, yeah. Be fun discussion. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back with that one next time, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us once again. And we'll see you back here next time. Later. Good night. Later.